job. Like that's what I didn't notice that. Uh, it's not a. By the way, this arcade is not a real place. They made it in yeah. a warehouse. No, I, I read that uh, in the in their interviews. That, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and you'll see exterior shots of the arcade, um, especially a lot of them with our punk hero yeah. and uh, or bad guy. And um, let's see how they're rubbing his peepee. Right, and look they at, literally are. <laughs> well, they could be stunt hands. You hire prostitutes to do those close-up shots because they're used, they're used, they know what to do. And then you write off the prostitute as a tax expense. Look at him right there. You see him? No, you I'm can tell that he's not really a nerd. We, he's a address, cool guy in nerd costume. Can we address the elephant in the room? We just had a Pac-Man cutaway, right? With the picture of Pac-Man going. And we watched... Yeah, dozen, you'll see that throughout this entire film. And we've right. seen a dozen footage from a dozen video games. And we see the video games in here. Do you think the producers paid any money or called any... How 80s is that? Uh, he's back to normal. God, the cocaine okay, victim. Now, he, he's about to encounter Dorfus, the one who's in the poster that you were talking about. Oh, yeah. He's the Bluto of uh, joysticks. Look at him. He leaves a right. mess. Oh, he's a fat guy. They're going for gross out here. But he generally looks gross. Excuse me, young man. Would, you've got to stop playing the games. We're dancing in the streets. We covered this song. Dancing in the streets for the DJ Six. Yeah, he's acting, Carl. Okay, now this guy is uh, Jim Leaf Greenleaf. Jim Greenleaf. He's a slap, uh, fat slob character. He's a video game expert. So this guy, right? He was first on the Gong Show. He did a skit of like a ping pong match in slow motion, and it got the attention of Norman Lear of all people. And he called them and gave them a, a lead role in the show called All That Glitters. That it was a hit. Huh. But you and I know him from Surf Two. Oh, do tell. Well, he's one of those gross fat boys. Remember, they were eating yeah. disgusting stuff on the beach. Were they zombies or were they just eating? No, they were the two. They were just eating. They were in zombies. Right. I think it was like uh, sandwiches and yeah. stuff. And well, he's breaking into a Pac-Man machine. That well, no. He's, he, he opened it up and he looked at the technical thing about it. And he's seeing what the sticks, you see. He's like, what can I stick my dick in? No. The point is like, he's a crazy expert with games. So he created Match.com or fucking Facebook too <laughs> in real life. <laughs> This guy was going to have a great career, but then he got into a car accident. This guy was on Mork and Mindy. Uh, he was on Laverne and Shirley as a regular. He, on, um, and he started James at 16. Do you remember that show? Yeah, I remember James at 16. That's I'm a little a bit older show. than you. Are you sure you remember no, it? No, it's it was a like 70s two years show. Before your time. I'm familiar with you. It is, it is before my time, but I know the show. Yeah, so... James at 16 was 1978, in which I was like 12. I definitely was a regular watcher of that show. It was like a first time, you know, something serial, you know. It was interesting. <clears throat> this guy was on it. That's how we started. Huh. He was on Night Shift. You know that movie, Henry Winkler? Oh, of course. That's, uh, oh, look, there's a hot dog between her boobies. And yeah, they're just doing up. another 
gag. See, this is the thing. Like, people say, like, oh, I, when it comes to bad movies, we can't movie riff comedies because they're already bad. But I love bad comedies. Only in this world does this exist. Right? In real life. Yes. There was a time this woman came and she had a hot dog between her tits and you had to, like, pull it out in front of all these luring guys. Uh-oh, here's the videos. This music is so generic. Oh, you know its name? The video idiot? Yeah, that's right. there he is. This performance is the best. This is the most fearless Now, as you said before, this is John Grise. And in Napoleon Dynamite, he was Uncle Rico. Yeah, right. And he does something completely different in Uncle Rico. Look at him, he's fucking... But, like, he's always been in movies and we just didn't know it. Right. He was in Men in Black as the van driver who was, like, disgusting bugs. And he was in The Rundown as one of the hoods. The Rundown. He was in all of the Taken movies. He's been under our nose. Yeah, well, I think he, like, he kind of had a, a 70s presence. Right, like he did. A, he kind of had wife. I, I get him and another actor mixed up, but there's. Uh, I get him. Well, there's James Legros, right? This, I I don't know actually. Right. Yeah. Here he is. He's, Take your position. Oh, look at it. The, the girls are moving around like Pac-Man. Yeah, that's right. And they don't get much other action. That's what those girls get. They they pretend they always act in unison, and they're it's like they're henchmen for him. Uh huh. But -da 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 -da. King Vidiot and his mindless henchmen ever hit the video arcade. <laughs> Here's our heavy. Here's our heavy. Look at Joe, Joe, Joe Don Baker. Never looks better. You know he's a Texan just by looking at him, even though he isn't in this movie. Well, he has such a thick accent. There's no way. So, like, this guy wasn't ever really in the biggest thing ever. I mean, he established himself as a Western cowboy action star, you know, in the fifth on the TV. But, but he, you know, his face because he's been in a million movies. But he was never in that great role. Well, Remember no, I, that? I time? disagree. I disagree because he was in Walking Tall, right? Walking Tall, right? Two and three. Yeah. The, and he, yeah, played, he was uh, the big deal in Walking Tall. That kind of was his big break. Yeah. He was a football player beforehand. I'm going to take a guess. I don't think he was a football player, but no. Um, he played Felix. But I don't have my background in front of me about him 100%. Yeah, but he has played Felix. Do you remember Felix from the James Bond movies? The, the cat. No, <laughs> the, yeah, the cat. The wonderful. Do you ever? He's a wonderful. Hey, you know, have you ever tried Felix's bag of tricks? Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> man. I was okay, this uh, guy again, yeah. Scott McGinnis. You never saw him on Star Trek? Wait, Ted McGinnis, you said? Scott. Is he the brother of Ted McGinnis who is in Married with Children and Happy Days? Uh, I don't think so. I think so. You mentioned that movie Wacko? Yeah. He was in it. He played Norman Bates. Okay, so there you go. So they, so that's also by the same director and had Joe Don mm -hmm. Baker. Oh, fast yep. so farted. One time he was on um, Facts of Life. <laughs> he smelled his own fart. Anyway, even though maybe you don't know it, but he played a young lieutenant dubbed as Mr. Adventure by Uhura, you know, when they were in the transfer room in Star Trek Three, And that's what makes it exciting to... Okay, so hang on a second. For me. What, what an amazing body. Mama, can I have some relief then? <laughs> 
pardon. And she has you know, I think accent. you cut it lettuce once or was a cabbage. Okay, now there's the mom. Um, excuse me, there's the daughter, and she's doing Valley Girl. At least I didn't take them. I think they God. dubbed it in. All right, now Patsy, we have an understanding. You will not go to the arcade again, right? Here we go. Daddy. <laughs> If I want to go to the arcade, like, I am going to go. Okay. <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> okay. No one talks that way. Well, she certainly does go to the arcade every day, and that chafes this guy's ass, and he's going to make trouble for the I'm watching Fat Burger make like a fat sandwich. It's ketchup on something. So Scott McClain, this guy, is, I think his brother has to be the actor Ted McClain. Uh-huh. So Ted McGinnis. Ted McGinnis is an actor who shows up in Happy Days. He marries Darcy in Married with Children. His last name is like Marcy. His last name is Darcy. She became Marcy Darcy. Does that ring a bell? No. All right. I think for me, brothers. for me, I don't know. What do he I looks, know? He looks exactly the same. They look like brothers. Okay. I called it. Nailed it. Nailed it. You want me to check a proof fact? Fact proof it? Nah, I can't even pronounce (laughs) it. You can snopes that shit. He snopes it. Uh Uh-oh, when the vans are knocking. When the vans are knocking. Yeah, he goes, I put you in charge of official parking lot uh, observer. Go see what you can find and report back to us. But remember, they might not want to be disturbed, but they <laughs> are going to get disturbed. Oh, look at it. They got a big old hole oh. in the chat covering. They got a hot tub look. in there? Look at those tits. You see the boobs? Look, she's not mad. No, she doesn't mind. Whoa! I fell into the hot tub. Look at the smile. Did you see the smile? Yeah. Well, the guy's happy. He's got another able body in this hot tub. What I mean is, you can tell from this, like, it's not a real thing. It's like, okay, roll him. Because if somebody fell into your hot tub, you wouldn't be like, Let's oh, this is hilarious. You have a Pac-Man right? wipe into the other scene. Pac-Man goes across the screen. I'm sure Namco mm-hmm. is like, yeah, you can use our character. No problem. Right? Right. You, you can't do that now. You get sued by Pac-Man. Oh, by the way, I was thinking I should take you to the video arcade to my 12-year-old. So I went down to Willowbrook Mall. Oh, of course, it's closed. Eight years ago, you know, years and years ago, it was closed. Right, it was Fun and Games Video Arcade uh, yep. at yep, the yep, Willowbrook yep. Mall, and it was, you know, it was a golden age because it was a Chuck E. Cheese right outside the mall, so you could hit two arcades technically. They're showing the picture that they got of him in the car. They're teasing him. They tease him out throughout the whole thing. But look at his face. He's not a nerd. He's a cool kid, and he's got glasses on. <laughs> he put on a wig. Right. Well, he's he's just Jewish, that's all. Now, this game looks good. <laughs> She's looking at lips. Free it's, a Pac- it's a Pac-Man ripoff where the like, blue cops are chasing uh, a burglar around a, a maze full of dots. Yeah, listen, let me speak to that. This film, that, this uh, video game that you're seeing here, Absolutely was. They're, oh, by the way, they're playing strip video game. Ha ha uh, ha ha. Okay. How can they get away with that? <laughs> the Willowbrook um, would not do this. You know, the blonde is very small in the chest area, yeah. but she's well for it. She looks like a little doll, a Barbie, Barbie doll. <laughs> right. Of course, Mike, I know you're a pig like me. Okay, let me speak to yes. this game. I just want to say that this is 100% a Pac-Man ripoff. Right. But it was a real game of the day, and Pac-Man is 100% featured in this game. 
you know the uh, the film. You know the company Midway. They right. made Pac-Man in the United States. That's right. Do you know? Yes. Okay. So they were completely partners with uh, this Graydon Clark, and they, they he licensed the image of Pac-Man, no and they were way. like, "Fine, have it for dirt cheap because we want you to do it." And they. This great on Clark said, listen, do you have a game that's coming out? Because we can feature it in the movie and then everyone will get hyped about it and buy it. Which they do. Yeah. Two games. The main one is called Satan's Hollow. And we'll see it. Like, in a, like, I dare you to go against me. If I win, you get the arcade. If you lose, we close. Or Satan's Hollow is basically like a Space Invaders game where you have a ship in the bottom of the screen and you have to shoot above. (laughs) What are we watching? Hello. And then... we're watching nice a, a time before pornography in your on your telephone. That's what we're watching. You uh-huh. have to go to the movies to see this stuff. Yeah, Ted's brother has got two ladies back to back on him. <laughs> what about the video game contest? Ted's brother. Ted's we brother. don't even know that. Scott. Uh, hey, what is Pluto pouring into the uh, love shack? It's Some type um, of gas. like a fire. Actually, it's a it's a um, a fire extinguisher, but they're saying like, "Oh, it's a fire, and the alarm's going off." Um, <laughs> they they're putting it in there like a kind of prank. You yeah. Know? Uh, oh, and then you run out of. <laughs> and there is. You see, they ran into the bad guy's arms and then they took a picture of him as Uh if he was part of the madness down at the video arcade. I need that Polaroid. That Polaroid you took. Give me that Polaroid. Give me that. Okay, so here comes the daughter to distract him. Oh, I like the daughter. And he's like, I told you never to come in here again. Okay, this is the external of the arcade, but it's really the warehouse. Now, that guy was in Stripes. Do you recognize his face from Stripes? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I think it was Drifter. What was his name? Oh. Let me see. I must have it here. Dean Stockwell. Oh, Cruiser. In Stripes, his name was Cruiser. But the thing is, you see him here, and you see his young self, and you see stripes in him. But if you saw him...
July 1946, Paris. In the reception room of that palace on the right bank of the river, a hale and hearty journalist heckled for a quarter of an hour a thin man with deep marks of suffering and privation on his face, who had in front of him a small vase of pink roses. Round about were nearly 100 reporters and observers from all countries. Mr. President, you are a communist, aren't you? Yes, the man replied sedately. Have you been in the resistance? Ladies yes. and gentlemen, Angelo Palamenti. About 40 years. Have you been in prison too? It was clear what the journalist was driving at. Yes. What prison? Many, sir. Long? The thin man looked at the hale and hearty journalist with a faint smile and said, In prison, time is always long, you know. The reply given in French was prompt, clear, and unexpected. Was it said as a reproach, as irony, or as humor? What is certain is that at that instant, Frenchmen, Englishmen, and Americans in the room were astonished to notice that the goatee-bearded scholar could smile in Paris or in London as well as in Hanoi. It was the unscrutable smile of a wise man whose vision stretched far beyond today. Have you any further questions, journalist? In prison, time is always long. Ho Chi Minh, Prison Diary. Arrested at Tukvin Street, Abundance and Glory Street. At Abundance and Glory Street, shame was thrust on me so as to delay my journey. I am an honest man with a clear conscience, but I was accused without ground of being a spy. Entering Sing Si District Prison, Old inmates of the jail welcome new prisoners. In the sky, white clouds are chasing the black ones away. White clouds and black have drifted out of our sight. On earth, free people are huddled into the jail. Hard is the road of life. Having climbed over steep mountains and high peaks, how should I expect on the plains to meet greater danger? In the mountains, I met the tiger and come out unscathed. On the plains, I encountered men and was thrown into prison. I was a representative of Vietnam, on my way to China to meet an important personage. On the quiet road, a sudden storm broke loose and I was thrust into jail as an honored guest. I am a straightforward man with no crime on my conscience, but I was accused of being a spy for China. So life, you see, is never a very smooth business. And now the present bristles with difficulties. Morning. Every morning the sun, emerging over the wall, darts its rays against the gate. But the gate remains locked. Inside the prison, the ward is shrouded in darkness. But we know, outside the rising sun is shown. Once awake, everyone starts on the hunt for lice. At eight o'clock, the gong sounds for the morning meal. Come on, let's go and eat to our heart's content. For all we have suffered, there must be good times coming. Noon. In the cell, how lovely it is to have a siesta. For hours, we're carried away in sound sleep. I dream of riding a dragon up into heaven. 
waking and brought abruptly back into prison. Afternoon. Two o'clock. The cell door opens to let fresh air in. Everyone raises his head for a look at the sky. Free spirits haunting the sky of liberty. Do you know your own kind are languishing in prison? Prison meals. At every meal, only one bowl of red rice, without vegetables, without salt, and even no broth to go with it. Those who get food brought into them can sometimes eat their fill. But without help from outside the jail, we groan with hunger. The Gruel Inn. At the side of the road, in the shade of a big tree, a thatched hut serves as an inn for passing travelers. But there's no wine for the guests of this institution. The menu is just cold rice gruel and white salt.
Black Black Plastic is a show you're tuned into in this station that's coming to you from the Mission District in sunny San Francisco's MutinyRadio.fm. Please keep a listening.
I don't know how brave you are, but I'm afraid of waiters. Somehow they always end up telling me what to eat. But once, at least once, was I a hero. The scene is one of those restaurants that isn't responsible for your hat or the service. The waiter is a determined, independent gent who doesn't take orders. And printed right on the menu, next to the blue plate special I'm about to order, is a gentle warning, positively no substitutions. Positively? Well, let's see. Waiter, I think I'd like to have this uh, special dinner here. Yeah, what do you like to have? Uh, let's see now. Uh, it says a dollar and a half uh, tomato juice, vegetable soup, roast beef. Do I have to take that tomato juice? Can I have uh, pineapple juice instead? No, we haven't got it. And that's the bill of fare. It's made up that way by the chef, and I have to I wait. I mean, but have you got some, uh, uh, let's see, any other kind of juice? No, only tomato juice. Only tomato juice. Uh, vegetable soup. You got any uh, consomme or anything like no, that? No, no, vegetable soup, just the way it's on the bill of fare. Vegetable soup, huh? I don't like vegetable soup. Well, I can hurt that if you don't like vegetable soup. You eat the roast beef and pay a dollar and a half just the same. Could I have a, could I change the soup for some uh, fruit salad? See, I got uh, some custard in my beer. Oh, wait, 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 no, wait, just a second. All right, now the roast beef uh, with carrots and peas. Uh, can I change that to string beans? No, carrots and peas, that's the standard. Oh, but carrots and peas, I don't like carrots and peas. Oh, then you eat it without carrots and peas. Well, what other vegetable can I have? Uh, nothing, eat the potatoes, double portion potatoes. Uh, can I have any vegetable? No. Can I have a salad? No, no, no salad. Hmm. Uh, what flavor ice cream you got? Vanilla and chocolate. No strawberry? No strawberry, no. Not today. Well, what other dessert? you have That's any? Oh, van vanilla and chocolate ice cream. Either you take vanilla or you take chocolate or two without it. No, but look, Mister, you're taking my time away. No, no, no wait, just a second. I, I want this dinner, but I can't find anything I like on it yet. Well, I don't like tomato juice. You don't like tomato juice. You don't like no soup, but you like the roast beef. Yeah. But you don't like no carrots and peas. Right. You want ice cream, but you don't like the vanilla ice cream. You don't like the chocolate. If I could have this dollar and a half dinner with tomato juice, I'll even take tomato juice. Yeah. Nice consomme. I got no consomme. All right, all right, all right, wait, wait. Roast beef with uh, string beans and French fried potatoes, and I'll even take the ice cream. No, 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 nothing to it. What? Either you take it to your... Ask the chef, maybe... No, oh, no, I don't go in the chef. The chef's gonna run with the kitchen knife after me. No, 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 no. No, sir. Can't you change it a little bit? No, no, nothing changed. According, that's the standby, and that's all that's to it. I'll work on according to schedule. The what? According to schedule. That's a schedule for me. What do you mean? It's a dinner. That's all right, but for me it's a schedule. What I've got on here, i got to sell. I can sell nothing else what I haven't got on there. 
Well, maybe he's got a lot of p uh, pineapple well, juice. Well, I gotta back get rid there. of this stuff first, eh? Well, what are you trying to get rid of it on me? Well, if you don't take it, somebody else will. I don't have to eat. Yeah, but you're here to serve me. Yeah, but I want you. this dollar and a half dinner, but I want to make a couple of little changes. Ask him about it. No, no. Could you take the carrots out and only peas? No, the car carrots and the peas is together and takes two men to pick the pick the carrots out. Then when I bring the peas, you want the carrots in it. I don't like carrots. I can't stand it. Don't eat them. Just pick out the peas. Take it or leave it.
verdad que te quiero aún más mucho más que ayer dime tú qué puedo hacer no me quieres y siempre Black Plastic is a show you're listening to on Mutiny Radio. I'd like to present the next group, beginning with the pianist, Wenton Kelly. The bassist is Paul Chambers. Drummer is Jimmy Cobb. On tennis saxophone, John Coltrane. On trumpet, Miles Davis.